To achieve success in a consulting business in challenging times, do you push through or pivot? Today, we're going to be talking about sustainability. Here's five tactics and a formula anyone can use. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every week I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. So hello and welcome. We're talking in this episode about sustainable success in a consulting or coaching business during challenging times, which seems very appropriate during this particular year that we're in at the moment where I know there's a lot of people really uh, struggling to pivot um, their business and to do more things remotely and digitally. When the market gets tough and client work is drying up, The big question is, do you push through or pivot to achieve success? As consultants, we're hired to help others, but who helps us address the key strategic questions in our own industry? While success is a very individual thing for solo professionals and small consulting firms or agencies, the game plan is a formula anyone can develop. 2020 has certainly imposed challenges on all of us in many different ways and forced a huge digital disruption on the management consulting industry. The labour-intensive billable hours model and high-margin knowledge commoditization just doesn't cut it anymore. How are you managing? Has your client work diminished or died completely? If so, what are you doing about that? Are you considering looking for a job to keep you going? Or have you pivoted your business model or just waiting it out until better times? And how do you decide what is the best path for you or your family? If you have big goals, quitting is never an option. Despite all this disruption, consulting, including management consulting, continues to grow. As I wrote about in my book, Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age, The interception of seven massive growth trends means it's do or die to survive and thrive in today's digital arena and competitive marketplace. Creating assets that are both saleable and scalable is a successful strategy to maintaining and growing your professional services offerings. The choice to close up shop or work through is yours to make but learning and perseverance hold many of the critical keys to success in a consulting business. Perhaps the answer lies in pivoting and more in the fact that successful people push through challenges and obstacles by a combination of openness and innovation to find new ways of doing things. Now, I know you'll think it's an odd place to find insights into business success, but the Matrix Revolutions movie has some amazingly profound lessons for us. Let me explain. First, be the hero in your own success story. Towards the end of the Matrix story, we see Neo, aka Thomas Anderson, the main protagonist played by Keanu Reeves, up against Agent Smith, his nemesis. It's a good versus bad kind of thing. 
If you know the scene, it's quite dramatic, isn't it? The two are fighting in torrential rain and they're fighting really hard, flying in the air and all sorts. All great fun. Despite being the hero, Neo is getting the living daylights beaten out of him. Neo is knocked down over and over again, yet keeps getting back up and beckons another round each time with a come get me hand signal. Now at one point after this goes on and on, Agent Smith yells, why? Why do you persist? Why keep fighting? Do you believe you're fighting for something? Why, Mr. Anderson, why do you do it? Why get up? Neo replied, because I choose to. Well, I'd argue it's just that same thing if you want success in a consulting business. In choosing self-employment over employment, we've essentially decided to be independent from the matrix, the industry machinery of working for corporate organizations or the big consulting firms. We start up as an independent professional service provider because we choose to. And persevering in hard times is also a choice. The best way I've found to get over a knockback or difficult situation is to see it as an opportunity. That one shift in mindset gave me the courage to make a few significant and substantial shifts in my career and my business over the last 13 years. Winston Churchill said, A pessimist sees obstacles in every opportunity. An optimist sees opportunity in every obstacle. It's a mindset that helps you stay optimistic in a realistic and pragmatic rather than dogmatic way. Building success with any business means deciding to see or create opportunities where most only see obstacles, to see the benefits where most only see risk. Don't just retreat from entrepreneurship and look for a job. Get back in tune with your own value and stick with it. The second thing is to make your choices personal. Just like those breaking free of the matrix, we choose freedom. We desire to live life on our own terms, maybe even working from home. Being your own boss means your time is yours to organize, be it working, time with the family, going off on exotic holidays, buying new things and so on. However, all the non-consulting parts of business can feel overwhelming and at times you wonder if you'll ever get the kind of freedom you want. You start to question yourself if you're good enough for independent success in a consulting business. I'm no different. My first few years as a freelance consultant were great. I had a steady flow of clients and interesting work, albeit rather eclectic in nature. But most of it came from reputation I'd built up in my sector and field of expertise. People already knew me, liked me and trusted me to get the job done. The point is, although I never had to market or advertise for three years, that changed because the market shifted. My usual corporate non-profit sector clients were tightening belts, hiring external consultants less and doing more in-house. A false economy, but economizing all the same. I could see the work dropping off and it was making me really jittery. I stuck my head in the sand for a good year or so, to be honest but I was still earning well and so had some buffer room. The situation did not improve though and as things fell away more and more, I got panicky and anxious. It was a stressful time and I knew I needed to make changes, so I got into action. What I did specifically was to refocus my niche, bringing together my skills and experience in a different way to showcase what I could offer to a whole new sector entirely. Scary stuff, but it worked Not right away, but eventually, and it's become my new story where I am the hero.
If you want to hear more about my story and the trials and tribulations of achieving success in a consulting business, it's all in my book, Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age. You can get it on Amazon. The next thing um, that I think is a really good one for making a sustainable success is to fit your expertise to what people need. Too often or not, we kind of invent ourselves and then forget about our target market and our, our audience in terms of what they're interested in and what their biggest um, headaches and problems are. Professional experts with a more technical offer can get all caught up in the demonstrable elements of their delivery and their accolades. While stories are a brilliant way of connecting with your audience, talking about yourself more than about your potential clients is a sure way to fail in the sale. But think about how your messaging fits with the customer journey and user experience interacting with your brand. As a service provider, you need to connect with the emotive elements of your ideal client's problem and pain points. Match what your ideal client wants, what they're worrying about and searching for help on to what you do and how it benefits them or solves a major issue they have. I'd argue that continuous learning about your customers' needs alongside quality management are what determine the ongoing success of any consultant's work. So just because you're looking to innovate, do something new or different, there's no need for you to throw out what you currently know and can do. Unless you need to pivot due to changes in the market, your highest priority is to define clearly your individual expert brand and craft your core message. After this, you can build on it, adapt or refine it, whatever is necessary for you to stand out in a crowded and competitive marketplace. Any work you do on aligning, targeting and positioning will be of massive benefit to how you market and deliver what you do and will put you in a much stronger position to innovate on strategy and develop contemporary delivery models. When working on business improvement projects, many of my clients discover certain personal attributes rather than operational processes that are in fact what's holding them back. It can be your limiting self-beliefs, mind blocks or stress around money or failure. It could be your attitude to risk or their tendency towards perfectionism, procrastination. And it can be overthinking that leads to a struggle with making decisions. These mental blocks makes identifying and focusing on the most important things incredibly difficult. So it's worth spending some time and money on a coach or mentor who can help you unpick and reprogram your thinking. The next area I'd work on is to ensure your choices are profitable. Of the many thousands and millions globally who set out to go it alone in the consulting business industry, only a small percentage actually have enough perseverance to push through the hard times. I'll tell you, it's less than 10%, honestly. And that depends somewhat on what you mean by profitable and how you define success for yourself, non-financially as well as financially. That's not to say people don't make money as a consultant or coach or, or other expert profession. Clearly, many of us do. But only a top slice of independent sole traders persevere long enough to make it to the big time. And what do I mean by the big time? Well, that's, you know, maybe a modest six figures a year, 100, 100K plus. 
that potentially replaces your previous employment salary. It could be a multiple five-figure monthly turnover that allows you a healthy disposable income. What would you do with 20 to 30K a month? Or it could be that sacred million-dollar annual review, your seven-figure earner. The sad truth is most consultants and coaches actually struggle to earn more than 25K a year. So what is it exactly that separates the top 10% from the rest of the industry? What are the best consultancy businesses doing to win business? And how are top consultants achieving personal success? Do you believe they're just lucky? Do you think they're working on a more profitable niche or it's because they're more established than you are? Do you believe you're not as good as they are? How about their success is because they possess some special skills or qualities perhaps? Well, no, I mean, we all have individual expertise and one way to leverage that is to process map it as a repeatable A to B success plan you can use and sell with every client. Building assets based on models and tools are indeed important for efficiency, scalability and profitability. Yet the physical delivery of these staples of the trade remain chained to an entrenched business model. I'll come clean, there is some truth in these reasons, but it's not the be-all and end-all of success in a consulting business. I've seen brand new consultants and coaches break into very competitive niches and make good money fairly quickly too. So there must be some other secret sauce, right? So my next trick would be to work on the secret sauce of success. And first of all, the successful consultants and coaches believe strongly in what they're doing. So that's a really important thing to work on is your belief system. In challenging times, they keep the faith that they have something special to offer and can really help people. Certainly the freedom fighters in the Matrix believe Neo is special, even though at first he himself didn't understand why people felt that about him. But he came to realize his sense of purpose was his strength and he persisted towards his goal of sustainable freedom from the matrix. There are profound insights in this, and when it comes to the secret ingredients in the success source, having a strong purpose, good planning, and perseverance are good foundations for success. Another two ingredients for success are positioning and pricing. So then let's say there's five ingredients in our secret sauce for turning things around when your consulting or coaching work is looking a bit thin. Let's go over each one in a bit more depth. Key ingredient number one, purpose. I think the first key ingredient in the secret sauce of success is purpose. Get clear on the purpose for doing what you do and make sure it's strongly in tune with the people you choose to serve. As Zig Ziglar famously said, if you help enough people get what they want, you can get whatever you want. I've always believed that when you are clear on your purpose, aka your why, you're 100% more likely to persist. That's why in the iSuccess Business Academy, our mentoring programs are keenly focused on helping you get back in tune with your purpose as the absolute foundation for everything else in your business. So key ingredient number two, I'd say, is planning. Getting your business into shape is also about setting out how you work as well as what you work on. Leveraging your expertise in ways that attract the right clients to you is important, 
but deciding on the right way to work with them is important for achieving the work-life balance, impact and fulfillment you desire. Process optimization is my zone of genius, especially in relation to digital transformation. I'm seeing a lot more interest from businesses who want to go digital and need a roadmap for strategic planning and implementing change. So one of my core signature programs is called the Digital Roadmap. Okay, so key ingredient number three is perseverance. Perseverance is an interesting word when you break it up into its, um, into its parts because per means through and severance means severity. In other words, persisting and working through severity. This is true in any industry, but especially so in consulting and coaching, since many people do not treat their business as a business. You know the expression, when the going gets tough, the tough get going? Well, when the going gets tough, many solo professionals are not tough and they don't get going. Sadly, often they quit and go get a job because it's more familiar and straightforward than learning business skills. By the way, if this is you, you're not my ideal clients. I work with ambitious business owners who push through to success with a consulting business. Open-mindedness and commitment to achieve your goals are prerequisites for those I choose to work with. Only the tough keep going. They persevere and they persist. They never give up. They are on a mission towards an important goal. Of course, you have to learn as you go along too. No point just repeating past failures, but the trick is to use your why to keep driving forward and pushing through the obstacles. So key ingredients four and five, positioning and pricing, I'll tackle these together. Many consultants I know are very aligned with doing the expert work, but struggle with the marketing, sales and PR side and or the profitability side of the business. My clients know and understand their skills and passion for helping people in their area of expertise, but they don't always know how to engage, educate and enroll people or set their prices up to compete in the marketplace. Becoming more visible to your potential clients is paramount. You can't hide behind a desk with it writing emails and phoning. Nowadays, you need to get your brand presence seen and heard in the digital arena. The majority of people will search for help and do their research and due diligence online, don't you? Often we use our phones or tablets, though perhaps less in the business-to-business -business space. So if you have a website, make sure it's mobile-friendly. Most of the success business consultancies that I know start their marketing efforts off by building trust and being acknowledged as an authority in their fields. As well as writing articles and books, I've attracted a lot of new business by giving lectures, participating in events, being part of business growth initiatives. Most experts who have success in a consulting business are regularly giving talks. It may be harder during the current restrictions on group events and conferences, but speaking engagements remain a key way to get in front of your ideal audience of potential clients. On the other hand, there is also a lot of traffic and interest from digital engagements, such as writing books, blogging, podcasting and webinars as a guest or host. One of the benefits is you generate a lot of goodwill, reviews and testimonials you can add to your marketing materials. These engagement approaches 
vary in how long it takes to get a new client. At an event or running an online seminar, you can do the talk, make an offer, and people sign up with you on the day. For more content and publishing approaches, it's a longer brew. In hard times, the knee-jerk tendency if you're not getting clients to say yes is to drop your prices, but this can often have the opposite effect of what you want or expect. Instead of more clients, you get less clients or less than ideal clients who shop on price, not value. So if you want to pivot for success in a consulting business, what's the plan? What do I, what do I recommend to people? Well, even when you have all the key ingredients in place and your business is doing reasonably well, shit happens, as they say. A change in the market or you lose a big client and half your income can drop off if your eggs are only in one basket. But it can be more subtle than that. And so it's important to track your lead flow and conversions regularly to spot any downward trends. So my first bit of advice is be as proactive um, as you can so you can see it coming. You may get more qualitative intel though. Perhaps what clients are asking for starts to shift and that brings opportunities rather than problems. This is important feedback to reposition your offers and stay on trend to what your market wants and needs. In certain situations, in fact, you may decide to pivot your whole business model, in fact, to accommodate significant market shifts or new growth areas. The devastating changes in our lives and businesses caused by the coronavirus pandemic have forced many of us to innovate, to bring forward more long-term plans for digital transformation. But there are precedents you can learn from and implement quickly if you position yourself accordingly in the marketplace. The word pivot has become an increasingly popular term for success in a consulting business in the last few months. Both large and small businesses have struggled to survive Many corporate firms have huge overheads and if billable work dries up, they don't always have big reserves to draw on. And it's not just a problem for retail businesses who obviously are in deep waters as customers cannot go out to the shops. Those who already have e-commerce sites and offer digital products independently or via big distribution sites like Amazon, they may find their business increases as people look online for their products, even if they didn't before. What I'm seeing and hearing in service businesses is that many clients are holding off on tenders and waiting until the dust settles to renew contracts. This has put a lot of professional services into huge problems if they don't have a digital alternative to how they work with clients. If you get a chance, look at Who Moved My Cheese. It's a little book by Spencer Johnson and it's also a YouTube movie. It's a very enlightening story of four little characters and how they respond to change. Based on metaphors about success, what makes us happy, comfort zones, entitlement, challenge and so forth. It's hilarious when you recognize bits of your own attitudes and behaviors in one or more of the characters and you can have some big discussions with people (laughs) around you um, about, about this because we don't always see it in ourselves, but we can certainly see it in others. So hopefully this episode has given you a few insights in how you can build on the success formula of consultants and coaches whose business consistently perform well despite changes in the marketplace. There's a lot more in my book, Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age, available now on Amazon. Um, Quick plug there, Um, because really it's about helping you to go from insights to implementation. So 
the book covers not only the principles and practices, but also the processes and the different ways in which you can um, integrate technology to support the whole customer journey with you. I'll finally like to just sort of rest on the fact that positive mindset in business is a character tray, but having a strategy is critical. And this is built on you being clear on your goals and working towards them every day. It should permeate both your inner game and the outer game for long-term success. The key ingredients discussed in this episode can be distilled into two complementary formulas. I like to think of things as um, how everything adds up. There's mental success, which is your mission plus your goals plus your learning plus perseverance. And there's market success, which is your purpose and how it suits your target market and your profitability. And so how much money you can earn from your daily work and your positioning. So how easily people can find you and find out more about how to work with you. Remember, you have a choice. Um, Let's go back to the matrix. Take the red pill or the blue pill. Sorry, another uh, reference there. But uh, will you stay in your comfort zone, uh, a slave in the matrix? Or will you be like Neo and choose to fight on to reposition or pivot your focus and core offer? If you're ready to explore new ways of leveraging or expertise for success in your consulting business, let me help you find the roadmap that will lead to the long-term success you've defined for yourself. Are you fully committed to creating a profitable, sustainable, thriving business and achieving your lifestyle goals? I imagine the answer is yes, so I can definitely help. In the iSuccess Business Academy, as I said, we start with you. Our foundations modules help you align your purpose, profitability and positioning. If you need to get your message and offer in shape and out into the world, this is a must. And if you're not attracting clients on demand and working with people you can get great results for quickly and easily, then there's lots in there for you too. And it's when you have clients flowing into your business and are working with them in ways that suit you personally and gets them results, that's when you can move to optimize your key business processes. Learning how to leverage systems and teams is the next step to being able to scale and grow, working smarter, not harder. Those looking for sustainable success in a consulting business need to recognize the limitations of existing business models in our industry and stay open to exploring opportunities. Those who tap into digital technologies and online or blended delivery models will have the best chance of surviving and thriving in a changing and turbulent times. If you like these insights and you'd like to have a chat about how you can personally achieve success despite the situations that are around us at the moment, then hop over to jallison.com and book a free discovery session with me and we can look at where you are in your business we can get to know each other and hopefully tackle a few immediate pain points for you so that's the end of this episode i hope you found it useful thank you for listening to the leverage business podcast want to create leverage in your business did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through if so subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released 
If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So, hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.